In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. You must be born again. Everyone who is born again, you have an inheritance because that is the access way to this inheritance. Access way to this inheritance. My children does not need to cry for me to keep an inheritance for them. The Bible said a good father keeps inheritance for his children's children. So it is the father that struggles to keep inheritance for the children. So you can imagine almighty God calling us his children and you think God will not keep any inheritance for you? If truly he's our father, then there is a huge inheritance that you have in him. All you need to do is to know it. All your suffering need to end immediately. Once you can understand that, you must be born again. In order for you to become the same with Christ, to be the brother of Jesus, the son of God, for you to become a son of God and be a bona fide member of that family that nobody intimidates you. Nobody intimidates you. One day they called me and said, come and dedicate something. So I was praying. I said, Lord, they said there's a shop they need to dedicate. I didn't want to go initially. I said they should dedicate a shop and sell what they are selling, please. And not to tell me to come and be dedicated. My anointing is not for dedicating shop. <laughs> so as I was lying there, the Lord said, you're going. It has nothing much to do with the shop. It has to do with the people that are gathered there. He said, wherever the souls of men gather, I am sending you there. So go. Somebody need to be saved. Somebody need to be touched. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going. I said, but tell me what to tell them. I can't just go there and be talking. And the Lord said something to me. In fact, since that day, I have not recovered from what he said. That has become my victory every day. I live in the consciousness of that truth. In the book of 4 John chapter 4 verse 4, then again 4 John chapter 5 verse 4, these two scriptures. 4 verse 4 said, little children, you are of God and have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The other one said, whatsoever that is born of God. He didn't say whosoever. He said, whatsoever that is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever that is born of God. Listen. He carries that inherent power. Inherent nature. To overcome the world. Whether the world like it or not. He must overcome them. No matter the challenge that comes to him. He is being given back to. As an overcomer. God gave back to him to overcome the world. So when you now see people that are supposed to be overcoming the world, the world is now overcoming them. It's a tragedy. 
It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. That the man that should overcome the world, the world is overcoming him. If sickness comes, you will overcome him. He's crying for sickness. So God said to us, we must understand this. We must be born again. John chapter 3, 1 to 3. And Hebrews 2, 11. Living Bible. A Jewish leader came for an interview with Jesus. Son, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miracles are proof enough of it. Jesus replied, with all the earnestness in him. Listen, when he come to this Jesus with all his earnestness, because this is where the whole thing lies. I tell you this, unless you are born again, you can never get into this family, into the kingdom of God. Unless you are born again, you can never, ever get there. You can never be a child of God. Can somebody say amen? Now, the new birth in Christ Jesus is what ushers us into this inheritance. Jesus has received the inheritance and God is pleased to commit all things into his hands. Anyone who will partake of this inheritance must therefore be of the same stock, the same nature, and the same father with him. It is an inheritance and it belongs only to the children of the same father with Jesus. It does not belong to bastards. You must be born again. You must be born into the family of God. You must be born the second time. The first time you were born, you were born physically by your parents. But this time you must be born spiritually of the Holy Spirit. You must be born spiritually of the Holy Spirit. So we look at some scriptures to establish this truth. So we are not talking about the physical birth that your parents gave birth to you. We are talking about the spiritual birth that God by the Holy Spirit will give to you. John chapter 3 verses 5 to 6. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. It's not spiritual. It's not spiritual. That which is born of the flesh is simply flesh. That which is born of the spirit is simply what? Spirit. Are you people seeing what we are not getting right? Now, do you know many children of God, they have not understood this. They don't even believe it. If they got to this, they say that which is born of the spirit is spiritual. You know, there's a big difference between spiritual and what spirit. Is somebody understanding? At times, if we read Bible at times, do you know what we say? We say, Bible, no, no. You can't say this thing. You can't say that I'm a spirit. I'm not a spirit. I'm spiritual. Uh -uh. God will say, are you teaching me? I'm going to teach you. <laughs> we teaching each other. And that's where our problem begins. Anyone that is born of God is not spiritual. Are you understanding what I'm saying? No, he's not spiritual. He said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Ever before we became born again, we are first what? Flesh. 
if you go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 down, he begins to tell you the works of the flesh. That is why, is she as little as this child is? Do you know what the heaven is saying? She must be born again. You know, you come out and you start dancing. They say you are going to a child dedication. Do you know what heaven is doing? As you are doing all those things, they get back to a child. You are celebrating. Do you know what heaven is saying? All they are saying, she must be born. She must be born. It is the day she become born again that heaven will do what? Because it moves from flesh to what? Spirit. Can somebody understand what we're saying? Now, look at the danger in that. How did this child learn to pinch the mother? It will be pinning the mother. The mother will say, come on, stop it. You look at the mother like this. It's flesh. They don't teach flesh to do evil. It's in there. It's inside there. It's inside that place. If you see, this flesh should be sucking. Are you understanding? They will just bite the mother's nipple. The mother will shout. You look at her. Because it's inborn. It's inborn. That which is flesh is what? Listen, if God tell you the reason why he can never, never accept flesh to inherit the kingdom. It's a flesh and blood can never do what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Nobody teaches flesh how to fornicate. I have never seen any mother that called the children and said, this is how to fornicate. Yeah? You'll be doing it like this. As flesh is growing, it's there. It's there. It's carrying it up and down. Nobody teaches the children. Come, let me teach you how to sin. It is flesh that teaches that. It's there. So when God says you must be born again, it's not joking. It's a very serious matter that you cannot play with. The person must be given back again by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God. That soul must be given back again. So they called me for child dedication one day. So when I go to the place and God says something to me, you know we love good names. You can imagine. You are looking at flesh that has not repented. You give flesh the name Mary. Is that not a contradiction? You are giving flesh Mary. Do you know where you see Mary? You get Mary at a hotel. Where Mary is Mary in there. When Mary is coming out like this, they say Mary, 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 Mary. And they are trying to look at Mary and you see Mary that is a hawker. Please, are you supposed to see Mary at the hotel? Where are you supposed to see Mary? Mary is the mother of Jesus. But because they don't understand that it has nothing to do with the name you gave to her. First of all, she must be born before you hang such a name on her that it will not be a disaster. Have you not seen root? Root. But this root is terrible. Very root. Martha, Mary, John. John, one robber. John. Is she John? They say, Johnny, Johnny, 
You don't come, come. Please, where is Johnny supposed to be? At the mission field. Please, are you seeing the contradiction? Because they did not understand scripture that if you place Mary on somebody, you have to labor until he becomes born again. If that Mary will not cause trouble. Do you think that all those people that are doing those things, they don't know that Mary is the mother of Christ? But they can't help it. At times they will say, ah, my name is Mary, oh, mother of Jesus. Okay, I will not do this thing again. Tomorrow, she go dead there again because she can't help it. It's the flesh. Until it becomes born again. If it's not born again, forget about it. She will keep doing that until the day she will die. And where will she end? Not in the kingdom. She goes to the other side. So do you understand why God keeps saying, you must be born again. He said, that which is born of the flesh is what? Is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is what? A spirit. So you must be born again, born of the spirit and born of the word of God. He said, for the word that I speak to you, they are life and they are what? They are spirit. So it is word of God when he gave birth to you that your life becomes that kind of life that can inherit the kingdom of God and then have access to the inheritance that is in Christ Jesus. Can somebody say amen? So if you have been gambling with born again and you have been going to church, be serious. Today, anybody who touch you will tell you I'm born again. Anybody, good male and female. So it's important that we understand this. First Corinthians 15:50. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. This I say, brethren, flesh and blood can never inherit the kingdom of God. Neither corruption inherit incorruption. There's no corruption in Christ. There's no corruption in Christ. There's no corruption in God. We can't inherit God who has no corruption. Where there's corruption. At new birth, every issue of corruption is dealt with. At new birth, that mind that makes us to continually live against God, that mind that can never obey God is removed and the heart of Christ is given to the man. That mind that tells you this thing is not wrong. Why is wrong? God remove it and give you the one that will never give you rest. If you ever do what is wrong, you can't have rest again. You'll be troubled all through. There is a spirit in you that tells you you can't live like that again. You can't live. You can't be corrupt anymore. You have inherited the incorruptible. You have inherited him. He's your father today. Is someone understanding what we're saying here? So we must understand this truth and know that being born again is not a cheating against you, but it is an access into the family of God and for you to receive your own inheritance in Christ Jesus and not just be going to church and not just be called a child of God and not just belong to one group or the other. And not just be praying. No. You need an access into that family. 
that gives you your own inheritance in Christ Jesus. And it cannot be possible except you are born again. For flesh and blood can never inherit the kingdom of God. No matter how he cries. Because flesh, if he cried to that and said, I will not do it again. I will not do it again. Please don't kill me. Please leave me alone. Please don't kill me. Daddy, mommy, hey, don't you love me again? It's okay, no problem. We'll not kill you today. Don't do it again, no. Please, tomorrow, won't he do it again? He will still do it again. He can't help himself. It's a helpless situation. Until the man submit to Christ willingly, until that life is crucified on the cross, that's why Jesus made his cross available. At this cross, what he did there was to destroy the life of the flesh. He crucified that life. It was that reason he said, it is what? Finished. Jesus did not say it's finished for another thing. It is the matter of flesh that is troubling and torturing men that he finished on the cross. To set us free from this yoke that anyone who said, I don't want to live like that again, you can never. He gives you a new heart. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot say. Neither is he heavy that he cannot hear. Verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. His hand is not short. His ear is not deaf that he can't hear. It is only sin. But who produces the sin? The flesh. Who produces the sin? The flesh. And that's why God did not leave us at the mercy of the flesh. He still made an eternal provision by his cross. That's why we celebrate Easter. But check, Easter is the time that many will fornicate the highest. That's the time they will do the worst of it. The armed robbers are planning who they will collect his thing. But this is the time somebody would have said, let me take my freedom. The essence of Easter that we are celebrating is the death, the resurrection of Christ. Let me start from the suffering. The sufferings, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. That brought freedom to mankind. That's what we are celebrating. What am I celebrating if I'm still a slave of the devil? What am I celebrating if I'm still under the yoke of sin? What am I celebrating if the flesh is still ruling over me? I have nothing to celebrate. Is it rice you are celebrating? Is it drink? Only what is reasonable to celebrate is the freedom that Jesus gave to us over the flesh. The freedom he gave to mankind over the flesh. On that cross he crucified the old man. He crucified the flesh. He said you can't have power over them again. He declared it boldly. He said sin shall not have dominion over you anymore. Can somebody say amen? So that man of iniquity Jesus dealt with him on his cross. We are no more at his mercy. You don't beg sin. Ah, I don't want to commit you. Ah. I don't want to commit you. Don't come close to me. If you just come, I'll commit you. No. God has given you power over it. If you say no to it, it is no forever. If you say no to it, it is no forever. He can't force himself on you. But before, he had power over us. But when we came to Christ, his power over us was broken. He gave us a new heart. He gave us a new spirit. 
He gave us the power to become the children of God. Every yoke of sin was broken over all of us. I tell you, God will perfect the work he finished in your life. The power of the flesh will be crushed completely in the name of Jesus. You will be completely and totally free of everything called sin in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the only separation. That's the matter. And it's not as if God left you on your own. He made a provision, the cross. That is this we are talking about. All the sufferings of Christ, his crucifixion, is for we to be free. Jesus went to the cross not because he was a sinner. He went to the cross because of me and you. I was saying, that man that makes us to commit sin, he took him there and crucified him there. And he declared, this once, it is over. They are free from the power of Satan and all of his yokes. 4 John chapter 1 verse 9, he said, whenever any man confesses his sins, God is faithful and just to forgive every form of unrighteousness. What a grace. What a grace. What a grace. First John, God is faithful and just. First John chapter 1 verse 9, God is faithful and just to forgive. That which the devil thought he can use against you. God said, whenever you come to Christ and become born again, if you confess those sins, no matter the magnitude, he will forgive you. Even if you have killed people, even if you have committed series of abortions, even if you have stabbed your husband and killed your husband, because you are in the flesh, you can't do anything than to do that. You are a slave of the devil. Any man who lives in the flesh is a slave of the devil. He can't do anything. He don't even know what he's doing. He's under a complete influence of the devil. Under a veil. Inside darkness. The devil oppresses that life. But the day the man gives his life to Jesus, you see the veil will be removed. You see that man crying for all those things. You see him weeping. You see him shouting and say, God, I don't know when it happened. I don't know how it happened. Some will even say, am I the one that did it? It is not actually that life then. The one that did it, Jesus dragged it out of that life and crucified it on the cross. And crucified it. That's why he said, whenever that man confessed that sin and said, Lord, I am the one. I have offended. He said, he's faithful and just. They will forgive no matter the magnitude of that unrighteousness. Can somebody say amen? So it's when we have not followed that path. So many of us will say we confess but we go back there. You know the religion they bring to us in churches today is terrible. It's outside scripture. It's not scriptural. God said when you confess your sins and do what? And forsake them. You know what it means to forsake? I confess it. I throw it away. I don't confess and still retain it. I have my babe. My babe, then my corner. I go tell my babe, you know, say, we don't do this thing these three years. The thing don't they pour down, make we go confess. Make you reduce. So we come, say. So now, when he finishes his confession, I will pray for him. I will tell him the Lord has forgiven him. Is it not true? Some you might even go and do small, small fast now, some sacrifices. Then I'll tell you, go as soon as you come out. He tells, Babe, go do your own. Go do your own. Once you finish, he says, Babe, at least God has forgiven us. 
You know, when you forgive us, it will turn the pan. That one go. Make we start afresh. Make it a pile of small, small. They go start afresh again. Is that confession? The person has not confessed anything. It's not ready to be free. When you are ready to be free, if you confess it, what do you do? You forsake it. You get out of that place. So, as you say, Lord Jesus, I am sorry. Babe, go and help your life. Jesus needs your soul. Babe, go. May I don't go to Jesus. No, Biam. You have got it. And the devil will leave you immediately. He knows you have followed the path of Christ. Are you understanding? No matter that sin, God will forgive you all of them. He knows the devil have a list of every sin anybody is committing. And that's why the Bible said he's the accuser of who? Of the brethren. So he appears before God every day. He said on the 25th of November 2020, Michael at four corner, 12 noon at the dot. Note. I saw when he used the pistol and shot the man. Nobody saw him. He placed smart man and entered and drove off. And today, Michael Obe is going to Kanu. And his intention is to travel and come back. Lord, according to your word, it is written. I'm trying to tell you how the devil behaves. It is written. Any man that killed by such shall die by. Second, it is written. That you are angry with the wicked every day. Please. I tender my request. And submit it. Permit me to kill him today. He's supposed to die. Please. Give me permission. The Bible said. The devil cannot do anything. Except he appears before God. God says okay no problem. And he doesn't appear before God just empty. He comes with a good case. He appears with a good case. He don't just come and talk nonsense. Listen, there's no lawyer. Only Jesus is the lawyer that can beat devil. Very smart. When he arranges his case, if he appear like this, only that blood is dealing with him. The only one that can handle him is Jesus. May Jesus not appear that day for you. You are gone. Because as he's doing it, only Christ will just appear. If Jesus just appear, he will do because he know why he appeared. Jesus will tell the father. It is true. Because Jesus can never say his lie. Because everything he's saying is true. Jesus will tell the father. It is true. But look at here. It is for their sake I died. What pleasure will you have in the death of a sinner? Is it not for this wicked one to carry him and send him to eternal damnation? Is it your will that any should perish and go to hell? I'm trying to tell you what happens every day. But because you're not in the realm of the spirit, you won't understand. And when Jesus finished, Jesus will not say, let him get out. No, it doesn't work like that. Only what Jesus will say, let me send people to him that he will repent. So as he entered bus going to Canaan, Jesus will touch his son. Preach. Preach. Inside the bus. Preach. And the person will say, Hallelujah! Obe will turn and say, and Obe don't even know it's because of him they are doing that. 
that actually it is because of him. Because there's a case raised over him that he was not supposed to come back. It's his body they will just carry. His carcass deposited in mortuary. And his soul is going to hell forever. And the preacher will start preaching. Now, when that man finish and call for the call, if we ever rise up and say, no, no, I won't continue like this. Once he gives his life to Jesus and say, Lord, I am sorry and pray that prayer, Jesus will appear again before the Father and collect that case that the devil, because the devil has already lodged the case. So he's waiting to see what Obe will do after they send somebody. Once Obe became proud and said, Get away, this people, the devil will quickly appear. <laughs> you see him. You see the man they are pleading for. <laughs> Please give me a opportunity to kill that man. He's not supposed to leave. Now he will now put more salt in injury. Say, he knows what I did that made you to push me down. He's proud. But if a boy can never say, I am sorry, I am guilty, Jesus will come and say, Father, that document that the devil lodged, can I have it? He said, Take. He will collect it. He said, On this basis, I have sent somebody. They preached to me. Obey repented. Genuinely. He has confessed his sin. The father will say, okay, take it. He will collect it. Jesus placed his blood on it and wash it, wash it, wash it. It will be blank. He will keep it there again. <laughs> so by the time the devil will come and say, I want to bring my case. He said, go and look for it now. He said, I didn't see anything. Who wiped it away? That one now your problem. <laughs> Praise God. Will you learn to walk with God and confess your sins and forsake it? God will forgive you no matter what you've done. Don't let anybody condemn you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't let anything condemn you. Some children of God, even when they have confessed, they are still going, What did you do that God cannot forgive? If you have actually confessed the sin and do what? And forsake it. These are all what will bring you into that inheritance. But if you have not done that and still keep any sin, cover it, you are in trouble. Anything that is covered shows that the person is still in darkness. Check anyone who has become born again. Does he cover anything again? He can come out and tell you the way he used to live before. Two of us. He will tell you how he used to fornicate. He will tell you how he used to kill people. He will tell you how he used to do juju. He will tell you how he used to do what? All manner. They will come out and say it. They don't hide anything again because they are no more in darkness. They are no more in darkness. The light has come. Darkness has disappeared. But you see anyone that covered him? He's covering. He's covering. That person is purely in darkness. That is what shows that he's not yet a child of God. The light has not shined in that life. If he shine, now these are the processes of we getting into this inheritance. This is what God is saying. Revelation 3.20 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. I stand at the door and knock. Jesus stands every day knocking at the door of every man's heart. Every day. If you open, I will come in. Me and you will begin to dine. 
I put you in front, in front of my melody. You are all the matters. You are all the matters. Eh? <laughs> I make room for two. You and I. Will you make room for you and him? So he said, I stand at the door. I knock every day. Bom, bom. Will you open for me? I want to enter. So that we can begin to dine. We can begin to dine. If you can do that, Jesus gets to you. He begins to speak to you as a brother. He carries you to the father. He said, our brother is here. Your son is here. He has arrived. Give him his own inheritance. Give him his own. And the father will say, I have given all things to you. Go and give him his own portion. Give him his portion. I tell you, everything that belongs to you in Christ, you'll get it by force. Everything that belongs to you in Christ, you'll get it by force. The devil will not rob you of that because the enemy wants to rob people of what belongs to them. He wants to rob people. So we must not close our heart. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. Then Ezekiel 36 will finish. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Do you know why we call for altar call? You know you think it's a little thing. We say, come. Everyone, after the call, will say, everyone that wants to give his life to Christ. It is not a little thing to confess Jesus with your mouth openly in the public and believe him in your heart. It's not a little thing. The devil hates it with passion. He don't want anybody to stand and say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. Jesus, I confess you. Jesus, I speak of you everywhere. He hates it. He don't want people to believe in Christ with their heart. Because through this believing, that's where the main thing begins to happen. It's simple. As simple as that. Verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You think it's a little thing? No. That they will say, say Lord Jesus, if you believe. They say, Lord Jesus, today, today, I give my life to you. I give my life. It's not a little confession. It's a serious matter. So that's why I always tell people, if you finish preaching, you didn't lead them to Christ. You didn't give them the opportunity to confess Christ openly. You have failed it. You did not do anything. You joked there. You just played game. The people must confess the one they say they believe in. They must believe in him with their heart. For with the heart, man do what believe it unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made. So until they believe in their heart and confess, they are not part of it. Do you know that believing and confession is where the power lies? God spoke to me. He said, for this ministry to form, it is in your mouth and in your heart. What you believe, keep saying it, you will see it. What you believe, keep saying it. Keep confessing it. So what I believe, as I keep saying it, some people will tell me, stop talking this thing you're talking, it's too big. I say, okay, you want me to withdraw what will make it to work? For with the heart, man do what? Man believe it unto righteousness. With what? The mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. The salvation of my soul, the salvation of my life, the salvation of my people, 
the salvation of the children God has given to me ministry is in my mouth. As I keep saying it, it must come to pass. As I keep saying it, as I keep prophesying it, every devil must hear. They have no choice. They must hear. They will do everything to shut your mouth. They will do everything to make you afraid. It was what brought you into the family. When you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, that was how you had access into the family. And if you keep living that way, that is how you get everything that belongs to you. That's how you get everything that belongs to you. He said there was darkness. There was no light everywhere. God said, let there be light. Everyone born of God, they are born of the spirit. They are born of the spirit. If you think my word is just ordinary word, it's a lie. It's so powerful and creative. If I say it, it shall go and be like that. It shall be like that. No force can change it. So you must understand this truth. It is with your heart and with your mouth. You gain access to that family. But who do you confess? Jesus Christ. You must confess Jesus. It's not claiming. Don't start claiming what you don't know. First confess the one who is the Lord. Tell the whole world. Jesus is Lord. Jesus come into my heart. Jesus be my Lord. Jesus be my Savior. I confess you that the Father raised you up from the dead. For my justification. I confess that you came here on earth in the flesh. You died. The father raised you up. By your blood, my sins were washed away. That's the confession. The devil don't want it. Can somebody understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Ezekiel that says finally. Ezekiel that says 25 to 27. So you must know this to walk into that family. How I wish the whole of our churches are teaching us the word of God. Oh, it would have been so wonderful. The children of God would have been cracking the head of the devil. Destroy, in fact, putting the whole world where they belong. We are not in competition with the world. No, I am not in competition with the world. The greater one is in me. Jesus in me is greater than everything that is in the world. I'm not in competition with them. So don't let the world intimidate you. Don't let them intimidate you. Jesus is all that we need. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. And you shall be clean from all filthiness And from all idols will I cleanse you. Verses 26. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. Verse 27. Finally, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statute and you shall keep my judgment and do them. Until God do this in your life, you cannot serve him well. So today, I am asking you, have God done these things we are talking about in your life? He said, when you were born by your parents, you were born naturally, born in the flesh. But God has concluded that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Sin is the thing that separates us from God. It is the quarrel between God and man. And that was why Jesus came, laid down his life, shed his blood, and died for us on the cross. 
He did that to deliver us from our sins. And if you believe in him and confess your sin to him, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. He is merciful and even now, he is knocking at the door of your heart, waiting to be invited into your heart, into your life, and into the affairs of your life as the Lord. As you surrender the key of your life to him this way, making him the Lord, the governor, the director, the driver of your life, a miracle will take place immediately. Can somebody say amen? He cleanses you, removes from you the heart of stone, and puts within you a new heart. He puts in you a new spirit, you become a new person inside. It is miracle. A huge miracle for that matter. You can bow down your heart in prayer. Where you are now. And stretch forth your hand. And heart to receive this new life. It can be yours. Even now. Is there anybody like that? That God wants to give new life? Can you talk to God and say I need a new life? If you are not yet born again. Bow down your heads. And say Jesus I need a new life. If you want this encounter with Christ, this is the time. Can you bow down your heads and pray and say, Lord, I need this new life. If you know that actually you need this new life, say, Lord, I bow down to you. I need a change of heart. I need a new spirit. I need a new heart. I want to be born again. I give my life to you today. Be the driver. Be the one that will dictate what happens in this life from today. I surrender all to you, Lord. All to Jesus, I surrender. Can you pray? Can you talk to God? Say, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior. Save me today. Wherever you are, you have not given your life to Christ before. You have not confessed Jesus. There is any sin that needs to be confessed. You have confessed Jesus maybe some other time. But now you have seen a backslidden. Can you say, Lord, I am sorry. I return back to you. Which areas of your life are you still holding back? Say, Lord, I surrender all. I keep all. Don't hold anyone. He can hold you. He can keep you. He can give you everything you need. The inheritance is still there. He has been waiting for you to come. He has been saying, my son, my daughter, come. Stop struggling. Don't get yourself lost in the world. Return to your father. I still kept the inheritance. Look at the prodigal son. He kept the father still saying, Ah, my son, that was lost. Here he is again. Don't push him out. Let us celebrate. Let us rejoice. Kill the father's calf. My son that was lost is back. The inheritance is still here for you. No matter what you have squandered, God is saying, I can restore back. Can you say, Lord? I am here. Restore back for me. Is somebody saying, Lord, restore for me. I have returned to you with all of my heart. Take over my life again. Make it what you want it to be. I cannot dictate for you. You are the one that will dictate in this life. Thank you, Father. We give glory to you. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. You are blessed by the message just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our Life Transforming Seminars for All in Sports Circle at Sud E23, C2C Plaza, and Pocky Road, Enugu, Nigeria. 
Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-6022-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.